Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk all Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this situation with Kevin Durant. Um, give my thoughts about KD, Kyrie Irving, what the Brooklyn Nets organization should do, and how to move forward. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit of boxing as well, Deontay Wilder. We're going to get a little bit about that. Um, my co-host, Ace, Adrian Catwell. Join me, Al Qualls, on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right now. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another um, episode of Guys Talking Sports. We appreciate all the love and support out there. I know we're a little bit late, but ne better late than never, right? So we're going to get right into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I got my co-host with me, Ace. So what's going on, man? How's everything going? Man, everything's good. Football is starting back up. We got college football in full swing. It's a beautiful time, man. It's a beautiful time. Baseball, can't go wrong. Ooh, right. ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, yes. Before we get started, can we pay homage to Serena Williams as she has decided that after the U.S. Open, she's going to kind of retire and take it back from uh, professional tennis. This uh, guy show some respect and uh, to a GOAT. You know, I, I doubt there's going to be anything or anyone better from the female side than Serena Williams was when she was dominant in her sport, her and her sister, especially when it came to doubles. You know what I'm saying? So just wanted to show that that respect before we go ahead and get too crazy and then we forget about it. So Serena, we love you. You had a great you had a great career. You know, you tried to suck it up here towards the very end. And I get it. But, you know, Father Time catches up with everybody. So you did good. We love you. Best wishes. And I know you're going to take your daughter. And you're going to make your daughter the best damn tennis player here in the next 15 years. We're going to be talking about your daughter being number one in the world. So just wanted to get that shout out. Nah, definitely. Um, to be honest, we can put a whole episode together and dedicate that directly for Serena Williams. Um, definitely one of the best ever. And we'll go down in history as one of the best ever in tennis as general, not just in male, but in, I mean, not just in female, but in male as well. Um, I think that we should definitely dedicate an episode um, strictly for Serena Williams and all the accomplishments that she has done. Because like you said, she is one of the greatest, um, definitely a GOAT and will be definitely remembered for her time in the women's in, in professional tennis. Uh, so we definitely will do that somewhere down the line um, soon, hopefully. Um, but we have a lot to talk about. Um, first things first, thank you for all the subscriptions, all the people watching, paying attention. We're live now. So appreciate all the love and support. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, didn't want to talk about it, um, but <laughs> being as though that it is one of the major news stories today. Um, at least right now, um, can't help but get into this whole Brooklyn Nets saga uh, with Kevin Durant and the whole situation there. Uh, so um, I guess you want me to start in regards to that, the, this whole, okay. <laughs> I believe Ace is waiting for me to vent. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, Ace. yes, it's a lot to talk 
he is definitely ready for me to vent on this whole ordeal. Um, and to be honest, it is warranted to a degree. Um, but I, I'm going to start off with this. Um, quite frankly, as you know right now, Kevin Durant right now is requesting a trade out of Brooklyn. Um, he gave an ultimatum, quite frankly, to Joseph Tsai, who is the governor of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you could, some say he's the CEO, but he's the governor of the Brooklyn Nets. And he said, quite frankly, it's either Sean Marks and Steve Nash or me. Um, need to let go of both Sean Marks and Steve Nash or I, I want to be traded. Move me to another team. Now, today there are so many recent reports after the ultimatum was made. Um, now that, of course, Boston is still in the mix, um, as well as uh, as well as um, Miami, and now Philadelphia has now been included into that mix as well. Um, rumors are hearing is that right now Kevin Durant is in London training with James Harden, um, so they're going back and forth. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a kumbaya moment, I guess, with how. I mean, the fact that he didn't even pick him during the All-Star was telling um, there. But I guess that's it's their kumbaya they made up. I think that's, quite frankly, very, you know, okay. Um, let's get right down to it. Um, I, I really didn't really want to talk about this. Um, I said this before, and it's kind of funny because when I, I vented, the last time I vented about the Brooklyn Nets, it was about the time when they let go of Kenny Atkinson. And during my rant, when Kenny Atkinson was no longer the coach, I specifically said this, because I remember reading back in my rant now. I specifically said that if you do this now, you're now changing the identity and the culture of the Brooklyn Nets. And if you do this now, and if you... Let go of Kenny Atkinson. That is the culture. That was the blueprint of the Brooklyn Nets. And bringing in somebody in, if that's what the veteran players wanted all along, I specifically said that I want them to have a championship season, championship coach. Um, they should have a championship. They should not be coming in sixth, seventh, or eighth place with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That was my saying back then when they let go of Kenny Atkinson. At that time, they had Jared Allen. They still had Spencer Dinwiddie. They still had Karis LeVert. Fast forwarding to now, with all the changes that happened, when they even additionally brought in James Harding for that short amount of time before James Harden parted ways to Philadelphia. And the thing I said about it was, was that when they brought in Steve Nash, I had reservations because, quite frankly, I thought they needed a veteran coach. But they wanted Steve Nash, and yet they had Steve Nash. Um, the thing about this is, and I'm not going to really get very into it. I'm not going to be animated. Um, but I believe the, the, the problem with this is, is that they've done everything that you ask. Everything. Everything that you ask. And it's a combination of both a couple of things. Um, they done everything, and I'm speaking as far as the Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant situation. They done everything that you ask. Um, now, whether or not now there's reports saying that you would have preferred Kenny Atkinson to stay because you like this style, whether that's true or not, I really at this point it doesn't matter. Um, the point of the matter is is that it, from all accounts, 
it looks like general management and the Brooklyn Nets organization at the time did everything that you guys requested. And I'm saying this to both Kevin Durant and both Kyrie Irving. Now, with that being said, you cannot be upset at the changes that they did in regards to what you guys preferred. I'm pretty sure that they asked you for your um, input in regards to Steve Nash coaching. Sean Mark's been there from the jump. So I'm pretty sure that they gave, I mean, they wouldn't have just hired Steve Nash if they didn't think that you guys signed off on that. Now, granted, Steve Nash didn't pan out to be the coach that you guys wanted. Get it. I understand. Um, he doesn't have that. Whatever it is that it was that stopped you guys from signing off on him, fine. Whatever. He couldn't coach, whatever the case may be. Get it. The problem is, is that all this that they did was to help so that you guys would be okay with the moves that they make going forward. They pretty much gave you, for the most part, everything that you guys were looking for, with the exception of Sean Marks, who was already there as the GM. Now, with that being said, they did everything, everything. When you guys came in, Kenny Atkinson was gone. The problem was when y'all brought in DeAndre Jordan, y'all wanted him to start over Jared Allen. Look how that turned out. You did all these things that you guys wanted to bring in. You guys thought that y'all, I mean, let me rephrase that. Some of you, and I'm saying this specifically to Kyrie. Kyrie thought that we didn't need a coach, coach like that because, you know, we have ourselves, myself and Kevin Durant can coach this team, whatever the case may be. Hence why Steve Nash was where he was and why people was okay with it. Whatever the situation is now, the problem is, is that you guys believe that for whatever reason, that whatever you say is going to work out. And I said this last time with Brooklyn, the problem was, was that they lost their identity as a culture of the team. The team that was fun, the team where everybody was working hard no matter what. And I say this because, quite frankly, in the world that we're living in right now, in this particular case right now, there is no coming back from this. So, with that being said, as much as I would love to have KD to stay with Brooklyn, as much as I would love Kyrie to stay in Brooklyn, quite frankly, if they stay in Brooklyn, then you have to let go of Sean Marks and Steve Nash. I'm not a big fan of Steve Nash, so I can understand that. Um, but quite frankly, I can't have I can't see Joe Side doing it. Not saying it from my opinion. I can't see Joe Side letting go of both Sean Marks and Steve Nash to cater for KD. Sorry, I don't see. Uh, I never would. I never understood this, and I said this on a tweet. It's like in business, even though it's apples and oranges, you will never see a CEO fire a director and a manager for an employee of the year or employee of the month. That will never happen. When I say Facts. never, that will never Facts. happen. So I don't Facts. understand why the fact that KD thought that it would be at OS to talk to Josiah and say, hey, if you fire both the GM and the coach, then I will stay. I don't know if KD thought that that was going to happen. I'm just assuming from my opinion that he knew the writing was on the wall and that's something that Joe Sy would never do, which is why Joe Sy immediately responded that we do value what the coach and our GM, we're going to stick with our coach and GM. So bottom line is this, and 
quite frankly, as much as I would love to keep KD and Kyrie, at this point, the culture right now is completely shot. And right now, they need to revamp everything. Um, I don't know how they will do it. Quite frankly, they're looking for too much in, in, to get back from KD, in my opinion. But until this matter is resolved, the Brooklyn Nets is still dysfunctional. And it will not get this, it will not be resolved until they figure out what to do with KD and Kyrie. I'm sorry. At this particular point, the championship dreams and and um and and aspirations and all the goals out there is already gone. That was gone the moment this season was over. Because right now it's too dysfunctional. And I'm pretty sure that there's people, players that are on that team that wants this to be resolved so that they can focus on each other as a team. The chemistry is gone. Brooklyn Nets chemistry is gone. Don't tell me that KD and Kyrie will come back and the players is going to be kumbaya. It's not going to work that way because they lost a lot. I'm pretty sure that there's some, some resentment to how everything is at this point. So, the problem is with the Nets is that they lost their identity, they lost their culture, and quite frankly, they lost the chemistry there. And once they lost all that, you have to start from scratch to get to that point where it needs to be rebuilt. Nets fans, I'm sorry, but there is no championship aspirations, even with KD and Kyrie still there, because the chemistry is no longer there. And if you're telling me right now that they're going to be like the players the players outside of KD and Kyrie would be all back together. It's not going to happen. Look at where things are right now. There is not Nets players. When the culture was tight, Nets players would practice and play with each other. KD is playing with James Harden in London, training with James Harden in London. I haven't seen Kyrie training with anybody on the Brooklyn Nets at all. So you're going to tell me that just because at this particular point that they're going to come together with the rest of the Nets players? No. Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal, um, and the rookies have a better chemistry together right now than with KD and Kyrie. Let that sink into your head. For people that are trying to be stars and trying to do all these things, coming at their superstars, they don't do anything from a team-building aspect that makes it believable that the Nets are going to come back in full strength and everybody's going to be okay. It's not going to happen. What the Nets really need is a player that is that solidifies like that will put everything in check. I said this before. Golden State Warriors have a Draymond Green. We'll keep everybody accountable for whatever the, that whole team is. They have someone to keep everybody accountable. Even Seth Curry need, will be held accountable. Clay Thompson will be held accountable. There is nobody on the Brooklyn Nets that will hold these players accountable, which is one of the reasons why they lost that culture to begin with. Because when they had, even with the seven wing, I mean the seven C team with D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie. They all together came collectively as a team, which held everyone to a standard. They don't have this right now with the Nets. And as much as I'm, I'm and quite frankly, I would never get rid of Sean Marks because he built that young team and made it together to the point where he was successful, which was one of the reasons why Kyrie and KD wanted to come there to begin with. So my point I'm making is on this particular instance, and I didn't mean to run off, but <laughs> the point I'm making is, is this. At the end of the day, my opinion, my opinion is, is that at this point, get the best value you can for both KD and Kyrie. 
That's all you could do at this point. Yep. As much as I would love for them to stay, I to be honest, if they were to stay and made up and help build the team together, I would be all for it. But right now, it does not seem that they don't even want to be a part of the Brooklyn Nets organization. So why keep continuing to do? I know that you're trying to get the best value for them. I know that's what you're trying to do. But at the end of the day, is it really? Are you really going to do this and wait and sacrifice what your team already has and build upon the team that you have going forward? Like, quite frankly, as long as people want to play for Brooklyn, that's where you should start. Start there. And that, like, quite frankly, the coaches should be working with those players that are committed to Brooklyn and just build off of that. Bottom line, as much as I want KD to stay, he doesn't want to stay. And I'm not, to be honest, I'm not upset the fact that he wants to leave. Quite frankly, I'm not. Because if that's what he wants to do, that's his business. But at the end of the day, just leaving this out in the open and prolonging it doesn't help. And quite frankly, outside of KD and Kyrie, the Nets players, you you still need Nets. You still need players. And you still need to do something in free agency to, to get you back on the right track. And I think it's, it's, I know it's a difficult task, but sometimes you're just going to have to bite some bullets and just get it moving. I would rather this be done and over with as quickly as possible so I could talk about the future of the Brooklyn Nets organization instead of keep dwelling on this. Because right now, this is not, it's not healthy. Not for Nets fans and not for the NBA as a whole, because I'm pretty sure everybody's on pause until they, until the Nets figure out what they're going to do with KD and Kyrie. And personally, I was going to say personally, if Kyrie, I'm sorry, if KD was that dude, KD was like, you know what? Let me sit down with uh, Sean Marks and uh, Steve Nash and the owner and said, all right, if, if Kyrie won out, let's go out there and seek the best players possible. And let me be that dude that sits there and brings Brooklyn the championship and show you that I didn't need a Harden and I didn't need a a Kyrie to make this happen. And you know what's crazy about that? Because when Kyrie was out and it was just KD, I think Kyrie and James Harden was out. That Mm -hmm. stretch when it was just KD and the rookies, you know, they was doing fine. And quite frankly, I thought that KD was was at his best when he was playing with them. So... This whole thing to me is just like I'm baffled about how it just went from zero to one to to one hundred that quick. Um, but I, I, like I said, I and to be honest, this is one of the reasons why so many people um, are saying what they're saying about KD because at this particular point, all he he's not really. And um, this is what I'm hearing: um, they don't consider him as a true leader. He's not, um, he's not an alpha he's male. He's not an alpha. He's not an alpha male. No. They don't consider him a true leader. Um, quite frankly, they don't even consider him as that dude anymore. Um, and he's, like I said, I, on the basketball court, I can't knock what he does, but he's not that leader. No. That's that's really what it is. The leader that will hold people accountable. The people, the ones that will tell you exactly what you do. That's why I said the Nets need a dude that will do that. That will hold people accountable because. I like if it was a Udonis Haslam there, I'm pretty sure that he will hold KD and Kyrie accountable for all the stuff. Just like when Marcus Smart, he would do the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. they need those type of dudes. That's one of the reasons why, if I said before, if Boston came with the Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, 
and whoever, as long as those two are in it, I will take that in a heartbeat. Like, truly would take that in a heartbeat because they need this, someone that will hold that team accountable. And Marcus and, Smart is that dude. And that's, and that's your backcourt right there. You done solidified your backcourt. You know what I'm saying? And, um, True. And True. then... Uh, I, I, true. I mean, I, it ain't. To be honest with you, I, 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 to be honest with you, I would put, I would do a Seth Green, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, and Nicholas Claxton, or someone in that realm. Um, maybe a Royce O'Neal, something like that. Something that will, you know, because that would be a defensive nightmare. I mean, a defensive juggernaut. Right. Um, so I would do something to that extent. Um, but. You're right. I would. They, I, I would. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would. Now, as far as Philly is concerned about them throwing um, their hat into the ring for KD, all this does is just, quite frankly, tells me the fact that if KD was really, I don't understand KD's mindset because if he does want to go to Philly, I don't think it was never about Sean Marks or um, uh, Nash. I think it was more about Kyrie than anything so i think overall that it's 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 amazing the fact that so many people is is on that realm um in that regards because it's the whole brooklyn Nets situation is just baffling like that's really how i see it just baffling because there is so much that brooklyn had going for it was so much that brooklyn had going for them and Quite frankly, and I said this before, and which brings me back to the Kenny Atkinson situation, because at the end of the day, like Kenny Atkinson didn't even get the opportunity to work with KD and Kyrie at the time. Um, so at the same time, um, because KD was injured during that time that Kenny Atkinson was still the coach. So I think overall, this whole Brooklyn Nets thing, um, they have to get, they have to write the ship. They have to write the ship, and the only way that they can write the ship at this particular point is to get back in control of the culture and the identity of the Brooklyn Nets. Because when KD and Kyrie came, that changed that culture. It changed that identity. Um, we had every reason to believe that that could have been a championship identity, but it never came to fruition. So I think that overall, this is going to be a make or break situation. Sean Marks, I, I, to be honest, I trust Sean Marks. Bottom line. Everything that he's done in the past for me has been fine. Um, there's been no reason for me to, to doubt him now, um, just because KD and Kyrie doesn't doesn't or don't want to you know be bothered with him. I mean, he was there when they first signed, so I I'm, I'm still baffled the fact that all of a sudden that's a 180. Um, <clears throat> now, if the focus was directly on Steve Nash, they should have just left it at Steve Nash, and then. Quite frankly, if they just said, you know what, it's more so the coach, then I could see Steve Nash probably doing something in that mindset to change the coach to make it more, um, more, uh, make it a coach that's to both KD and Kyrie's liking. But the fact is that when you throw Sean Marks in the mix, it almost felt as though that you just didn't really believe that for whatever reason that Sean Marks was doing what he was supposed to do. And it's not a knock on Sean Marks, it's just the fact that, quite frankly, Y'all just never wanted, y'all never, for whatever reason, y'all didn't trust them when you got there to Brooklyn. 
which he's done everything that he was you asked him to do. When James Harden became available, he moved heaven and earth to get you James Harden to be in the mix. And when he didn't want to. Exactly. When he didn't want to. Exactly. He wanted to keep Karis LeVert. He wanted to keep Jared Allen. He wanted to keep all the players, Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, all those players that they had, he wanted to keep them. But the fact that, well, Spence left in, I think, in free agency. But my point is, is that, the point is, is that it was there for them. And the fact of the matter is, is that y'all wanted James Harden. Y'all got James Harden. So then when all the stuff went down, I think, and I said this before, I think the biggest issue that they had was because of the fact that D'Antoni left as a consultant. Once D'Antoni left, that's when everything was going hit the fan. Like, quite frankly, if if you really want to resolve this issue, have Sean Marks let go of Steve Nash and hire Mike D'Antoni, if Mike D'Antoni is available. I'm pretty sure that if Mike D'Antoni becomes the coach of the Brooklyn Nets going forward, I bet you that would change everybody's mindset, everyone's mindset. But then, be- but then I'd just be stupid because then y'all be straight offense but play no defense whatsoever, and you'd still no. lose. No, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying, but my point is, is that my point is, is that it will make it will it will be the what's the word I'm looking for? That would be the compromise. That mm. would be the middle ground. Because I'm pretty sure that Kyrie, both Kyrie and KD will sign off on Mike D'Antoni being hired as the head coach. Because they'll let them do whatever the hell they want. But, but the offense will also be flowing, which will, in turn, will help out everybody else. And it, like you said, it will have KD and Kyrie do what they need to do, and as well as get the other players involved. It'll be that seven seconds or less offense that James Harden was pushing for when he first came to Brooklyn. And I'm pretty sure that if you do something like that, I'm pretty sure that they would be okay with that. They will sign off to the point where they might stay. And I'm not saying that they should do it. I'm just saying that if they were to do something like that, that would be their compromise. That would be the middle ground. Because if you keep D'Antoni in the mix, I'm pretty sure he'll be that whisperer. Some way or somebody, the problem is, is that what they ended up doing was from the Brooklyn Nets organization, they let go of all of KD's coaches. Phil Hardy, all those play, all those coaches that were there that KD liked, they let them go to move to wherever, whatever team that they're in right now, which is one of the reasons why he's not happy with, with, with the people that are there right now. But Sean Marks should not be included into this. Sean Marks has done enough in my eyes to the point where he should not be included in anything as far as getting fired or letting go, bottom line. And quite frankly, as much as I would want to keep KD there, KD will not be happy. You can't do nothing at this particular point, especially if he's not happy with the situation. And if you let go Sean Marks and Steve Nash, that means you're going to have KD running the whole organization. And I, I just can't see Joe side, Joe side doing that. Sorry. But- Bunch of damn crybabies, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Because they now they can't have what they want, so now they want to cry and leave. And 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 now what does that do? Because now all the old old school players are calling them out for it because of the mm-hmm. fact is that you're not staying. You're not. This is what you wanted to do, and now you want to leave. Like that's really what the bottom line is. And quite frankly, I 
I'm not a, I mean, I'm glad that they're doing it. I don't have a dog in the fight. Um, because I, I'm, you know, like I said, I would rather have them stay and be happy, but they're not going to be happy if they stay. It's not going to change a thing. So what is the point of being in a place where you know you're not going to be happy? Because Sean Marks is not going anywhere. I just I just can't see Joe's side doing letting him go. Uh, well, I would be really, really pissed off if he let Steve Nash go and Sean Marks based off of, oh, because I just, I can't deal with the crap no more. And then, and then I'd be really pissed if they turn around and say, you know what, and, and, and honor both Kyrie and, uh, and Katie's wishes to get traded. You know what? If you don't want to get traded, fine. If y'all don't want to play, sit. And we'll find your ass every game. And you won't get not a red cent. Sit. I don't care. You guys can sit for the next two or three years. Kyrie can sit all season. KD can sit for the next three years. I don't care. We'll find you. You won't get a damn check. You won't get a cent. And you know what? That'll show. And I understand you're trying to show a precedent as far as who really runs the damn asylum? Is it the inmates or is it the damn warden? Somebody has to draw the line in the sand. And that would be my line. My line would be like, you know what? Screw both of y'all. Y'all y'all are nets. Y'all are under contract. Y'all want to play? You play here. If y'all want to sit here and bitch and moan and want to sit there and cry about it, fine. Y'all ain't got to play. But y'all ain't going to get paid neither. So it's up to y'all. And if y'all want to sit there and play like half asses, like Harden did when he was down in Houston, and give a, a lackluster effort, nah, we can show that you sit there just playing this because sit the bench, we'll cut your check in half. You're not getting a full paycheck. And you can sue us to the high heavens, but we know you're not giving a full effort. So one way or the other, we're going to win this fight. I, 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 I get it. I just don't want another episode of a Ben Simmons thing drama at this point. But you, but you and, know what? I guarantee at this point, Ben Simmons will sit there and play his ass off. Because Ben Simmons well, also going to want to get out, but he's going to ball. <laughs> no, no. Ben Simmons is going to Like, to be honest, I, that's one of the reasons why I said that I, I want to see the fact that Ben, Royce, the rookies, well, I can't say rookies, but the second-year players, um, Patty Mills, I want to see them all come together at this point. Um to be honest, it kind of will take that away from this whole situation with KD or Kyrie because, quite frankly, I'd rather see them, like, and what's killing me is, like, the like the Pro-Am, um, the Drew League. Like, you see players are playing with each other. Trey Young, um, DeJounte Murray, John Collins, they're playing with each other in the Drew League. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, they're, they're balling together. Like, I want to see that with the Nets. Like I don't if even if you give me a Ben Simmons, Royce Roy, I mean Royce O'Neal, a uh, Nick Claxton, you know, as long as they're playing together, that's something to look forward to. Like right. no one has done that in that aspect of yo, let's roll, let's go play at this together, let's go do this together. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'd rather see. Take the noise off of KD and Kyrie. Show that you guys are working well as a team where y'all guys are building. Because quite frankly. 
those are going to be the main characters, the main players at this particular point playing in one way, shape, or another. So, like, the focus should be on them trying to come together as well, with the rookies. You know, I know that they were there doing the summer league, which I thought was great um, because it showed that camaraderie that they're, they want to help, you know, they're looking to come together. I, mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, I want to see that more. That's where I'm coming from. At least that way the Nets can be like, all right, this whole KD and Kyrie thing is crazy right now. But I know that this particular team, these players are coming together and they're playing together and whatever the case may be, they're running together. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see all this focus on, to be honest, I'm kind of tired of focusing on KD and Kyrie. I want to see what the Nets are doing for this upcoming season. That's what I want to see. To be honest, quite frankly, all teams should be like that. What are we doing to play together? That's why I give, like, the Hawks some credit because you see them playing together. Like, everybody else is playing with other players, their favorite players. Like, KD and James Harden is in um, Philly. I mean, not Philly, but in London playing together. But you never see, like, James Harden with Tyrese Maxey or Joel Embiid um, playing, you know, running together or whatever the case may be. It seems as though that there is no chemistry there. And quite frankly, the Nets need that. They need some type of positive to offset this negative that's being talked about all the time. I agree. I agree. It'd be nice if they could go back and get their initial core before they blew it all up. Where would they be right now? Three years, three years removed. Where the hell would they be? I I really don't. I don't even want to think about that right now. Because what's crazy about that? Because quite frankly, I'm still upset in a sense because of the fact that they wanted DeAndre Jordan to start over Jared Allen. And now look at where Jared Allen is when you give him the time to build and become an All Star. Like he is now an All Star player. Like. That's what's so uh, – when you cater to the veteran players, this is what you have to look for. Look, for. Yep. That's really what the bottom line is. And the only thing that I'm really upset from the organization standpoint is that they didn't lock it down years before. Bottom line. So I mean, like, you, you ain't going to get the Jared Allen back. And if you want him back, you're going to have to pay – High hell water just to get him back to be a net. <laughs> they don't. I mean, at this point, they don't. I mean, they see what they they're doing when they lose out of the players that they were building. So that's why I'm glad that they kept Nicholas Claxton because, quite frankly, you could build off of that between him, Cam Thomas, Deron Sharp, um, and the players that they have with Patty Mills, Seth Curry. Like you can build off of that. Like, quite frankly, you got Ben Simmons now. You could build your defense off of that now. Right. So you don't have to be at a position where you need to get a, a superstar back in return. I mean, quite frankly, you do need a superstar when it comes to dealing with KD. I get that. But uh, quite frankly, I'm content with getting like a Jalen Brown, um, a, a, a Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, um, I don't know about Derek White, but I, I, I would prefer Marcus Smart and draft picks. I'll be fine with that, like, without mm-hmm. question. Like, I'll be happy with that because now it solidifies defense that they need. Um, right. Same thing with um Philly. Like, you don't have to get the best of the best because of KD. Like, you can settle for something to get something in return, and you're still looking getting picks in return. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm hearing that the Lakers want to give two first-round picks for Kyrie Irving. Like, there's something Dang that – 
No, I mean, well, of course they would have to. They need a third team because we're not taking back Russell. I get right. that. Um, but we need a third team. But the fact that it is that they're now starting to increase what they're were given because they was only looking to give a first round pick, and we wasn't taking that. But in due time, I think that what they're going to do is, quite frankly, it's going to get to the point where they're going to accept some type of compromise, not just for Kyrie but for KD as well. Right. Well. Man, look. My whole thing is sometimes the grass ain't green on the other side. I mean, Kyrie, you guys should go to LA. And just because you go to LA, think that you guys are gonna sit there and run shit. Nah, dude. The West is deep. And LeBron is old. I know LeBron is still LeBron. And A D, if healthy, is A D. But he ain't been healthy in a while. And last I heard. Kyrie, you ain't vaccinated. <laughs> so you giving about 75, 85% of yourself. And yeah. Uh, and you know what's crazy? Wait, you know what's even crazier? Because that dude had a, a from what I've heard, they he had put in, he wanted a clause in the contract about taking time away. Um, you know, for personal reasons, whatever the case may be. And still get paid. Of course. And still get paid. No, nigga. No. I, 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 again, I, I, uh, Kyrie, sit, you, sit you down, ask him, <laughs> sit down. The earth is not flat, bro. Sit down. <laughs> it just I'm ain't not... happening. Nah, but all jokes aside, it's weird the fact that this is where we are right now. And, like, the fact that you think that it was okay. I, look, I, let me rephrase that. Um, you're bold to ask that question. You're bold to ask whatever it is that you want. Not knocking that. But I think that overall what you're doing is it's, it's difficult to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because of your history. More importantly, um, I think that overall, I, like I said before, I think Sean Marks learned his lesson. I think Sean Marks at this point will treat veteran players or superstars a lot differently if they come to the organization than anybody else going forward. I guarantee, I guarantee that this whole putting superstars, trying to build superstars in the squad is about to die down real quick. (laughs) Too many teams have been winning with homegrown players than trying to build superstars and it don't work. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Which is, you're absolutely right. And quite frankly, they are building these young stars up. They are Mm -hmm. definitely building these young stars up. And you're absolutely right. It's going to get to the point where superstars nowadays is not going to be, there's going to be no more super teams. Nope. There's no there's gonna be no more super teams at this point. No no um, need because these kids are coming in, they're more skilled, they're more they're more athletic, they pick up on things a lot differently. And you can sit there and suck for a year or two. And if you get the right draft picks, you can see your team skyrocket in, in, in less than three to four years. Look at Memphis. They made all the right picks and now look at them. They're making noise all over the West. And Ja is out there like, dude. I don't give a damn who you are. I'm better than you. 
And you need a dude like that that you draft that is coming in there and saying, I'm that guy. I don't give a damn who you got. I'm that guy. Though he did say some crap about MJ, and MJ would have destroyed his ass, but that's this that's this never here or there. I don't care what nobody say. MJ would have destroyed his ass. I don't care how athletic he is, because he's like an AI build. Yeah, MJ yeah. destroyed AI. Though AI had a moment or two. Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm no, just you, saying. <laughs> no, no, I, I I get what you're saying. But you're absolutely right in that in that mindset because of the fact that you know when you home build and you do it the right way, yep. like that's kind of one of the reasons why. Again, to I say this to this to this day that I wish they would have kept Kenny Atkinson because all he needed was a couple of pieces here and there, and that Ooh. was solidified Brooklyn as a top tier similar to Memphis. In a y'all, in y'all were there, y'all just didn't know y'all was there. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I agree with you. There were some things that could have been, like, quite frankly, I would have loved to see Kenny Atkinson coach Cam Thomas because I think that that would have been the the piece that they needed to get over that hump. Um, I, I really believe at this point that Cam Thomas is the future of Brooklyn. Him and Deron Sharp, Nick Claxton, they are the future of Brooklyn. Um I, I, I'm gonna say this. Um, I, I Steve Nash is a veterans coach. He's one of the Phil Jack. He's like the Phil Jackson, um, in a sense. He's like like Zen coach. He's not that coach that will get up all in you or anything like that. Um, I don't know if he's the right coach for the future of the Brooklyn Nets organization, but right now. They need to figure something out in that regard to what they're going to do. Um, because I, the coaches that they have in place is not good enough at this stage. Sorry. Let me, let me tell you this right now. I think if y'all went out there and gave a nice little package to Cleveland for Darius Garland, let him run the play. would never do that. Cleveland would never do that. Cleveland would never. And when I say never, I mean never. But they showed in the future. No, I'm sorry, not not Garland. Um, and if you say Colin Saxton, no. Why? Colin Sexton was your damn squad before Garland got there. No, not, that's not what we need. You need a point, guard. point guard. No, we have plenty of point guard. We got Patty but Mills. But you ain't got a Sexton point guard. No, we we have Patty Mills. We have Seth Curry. Oh, dude, we Patty have... Mills and Seth Curry is old. No, I get what you're you in, in NBA terms. They old. No, no, I get where you're coming from, but I would not pick. I mean, if that was the case, I would still would not choose Colin Saxton. I would go for another point guard from another team before I do Colin Saxton. It's not a knock on Colin Saxton. It's just the fact that his mindset will not work with the Brooklyn Nets organization and culture. That's because right. what because he's he's all about himself and not the team. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you saw the change of how. The difference between Colin Saxton is with Darius Garland. That's the difference. Darius Garland will p- do whatever it takes for Cleveland, pass, assist, whatever the case may be. The problem with Colin Saxton, from at least what people were saying, was the fact that it was all about him and not about the team aspect. That's okay. the problem. So I'm not, I'm not knocking the, the, the skill set of Colin Saxton. I'm just saying he wouldn't be the right fit for the Nets organization. Quite frankly, okay. I thought he would have been more better off for the Knicks. 
because I thought, <laughs> him, I thought him would be him and Jalen Brunson was on par with in in that aspect of it. But the Knicks got Jalen Brunson, so I, I thought that that would have been more suited for him. He needs a team that needs a true point guard that is able to take over when called upon. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn doesn't need that. What Brooklyn needs is defense, defensive wings. That's really what they need at this particular point. Defensive wings and a big man. That's it. I feel you. I feel you. So, um, but I, I but your Memphis, your Memphis um comparison is what I was I, that's what I wanted Brooklyn to be. Bottom line. Um it just needs some hungry, scrappy, you need you need like a star and just like four dudes that is hungry and scrappy and is willing to be a team and just willing like we don't care who the hell scores, dude, as long as we win. Exactly. And 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 I think I think that's the era of basketball that we're about to to kind of go into now mm-hmm. versus not saying you won't have your stars because you'll always have your stars. But I mm-hmm. think these stars will be LeBron esh, but even more so more uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh they 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 want to be the star, but they don't necessarily need to be the star to be that guy to win games. Like yeah. John knows he's John. John knows that the ball's gonna go in his hands. And we you know if it's the last shot there, but John is not scared to give it to somebody else. Where LeBron was always scared to give it to the next man because he never had that next man. Whereas these teams now are developing squads that have that next man on the squad with them. And I, well, I think that's the era of basketball we're about to get into. Because right now the coaches, the the coaches that are head coaches are player development coaches. Right. And that's really where the, the 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 thing is. Like the reason why the coaches and like Memphis, even when Ja was injured, like that team was still like had a big a great winning percentage. Um, I think they only lost two or three games when Ja was out, but that's because of their development. Um, that's why I said the same thing with Golden State because when they had because Golden State had Kenny Atkinson, that development group with with Kaminga with um Jordan Poole. All those players that you saw just come out of the woodwork and started becoming scorers and becoming like leaders, not leaders, but more scorers, um, where Seth and them didn't mind passing the ball is because of the development that these coaches had. So like the coach for um, Memphis was a development a development coach. Um, Kenny Atkinson, of course, with Golden State was a development coach, an excellent development coach. And as long as you have those type of coaches that are developing the players, no matter what, continuing working on their craft and not just sitting home chilling, then it helps them out as a whole because it shows that the success it is when you develop a player. And quite frankly, Brooklyn didn't have that when they lost. They, they don't have that. When they lost Kenny, they lost that identity. They lost that development. They lost that hunger of willing to, pre- to play on a regular basis. And quite frankly, that's one of the reasons why some of the teams that you think are supposed to be in top tiers or in superstar, you know, supposed to have these winning records are supposed to be with the superstar that they have making it to the finals. They don't get there because the players that they have are not developing the right way as a team. So right. that that whole team chemistry is very important. I agree. I agree. Well, I well let's get I, out of Brooklyn because I'm, I'm. I hope I'm, Brooklyn can get back there at some point. Yeah, they, they, I, as long as they keep showing marks and he focuses on the culture, bring back the development, it should not be a problem. 
to be honest, I don't mind waiting a year or two at this stage without KD and Kyrie for them to rebuild the right way, because that'll be something that I would um would 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 focus on. Like I I would be back to liking again. So it is what it is. Uh, do you see the question? Not that we ever talk. Our our guy that would be online here with us to talk boxing is not necessarily here at the moment. Uh, Quite frankly, Deontay Wilder, <laughs> um, I, I'll put it like this. I, I, well, let me. the question was, is that what do you guys think of Deontay Wilder dropping weight to join the WBC rich weight? Rich, uh, Richer weight? Oh, I see what he's saying. Title pitcher. And can he recover after beating after the beating he took from Tyson Fury? Uh, I will put it like this. I don't know if he can recover, but I know he has an edge. He I, I know that's something that he is definitely willing to do at this point. I I would to be honest, I'm kind of interested to see if that's something that he would go for as a rematch. Because even though Tyson Fury did do some damage to him to an extent, I think overall that that may be a wake-up call for him. So we'll see whether or not he'll ask for that rematch or not. Um, I I would – I mean, the, of course the fans would want to see it, but it all depends on basically what if that's something that he wants to do, if he has that fire to, to go for that rematch. And if he does, then – you know the fans will be definitely willing to watch that rematch all over again. Now, if he does have that rematch, he better make sure that he comes out more prepared than what he was the first time around. Because if he doesn't, then there's no more talk about it. That's how I see it. Thanks. And Gibby Hippie, thank you for the question, bro. You know, feel free to drop any other questions you may have. I'll be honest, I'm not the boxing guru, but you can see. My man yeah. Al and my man Earl, they're the boxing gurus. So. No, nah, Earl is the boxing guru. I'll dally in um, boxing every now and then, but Smooth is definitely that, that dude. And that me, if you have college football questions, bro, <laughs> I'll try to answer your question the best I can. So appreciate your question, man. Now, nah, but it, it's, it's amazing that, I mean, so many people nowadays have that mindset of, you know, I could do this. And when they go about doing it, they, and they fail, like it, even when it comes to the, with the boxing, I mean, like you have that mindset of, yes, I could be able to do this. If I do, if I do drop the weight, I should be able to contend with anybody in that title. You have that mindset. So when you does happen and it's a reality check, then you're like, Oh, whoa, let me step back and reevaluate things. And I think the same thing, and it, is, it, it whether it's boxing, whether it's the NBA, um, with, KD, like you have that mindset, okay, we should be able to run this. But then now it becomes a a, a a reality check when you don't get to the championship and your expectations fall shorter and shorter. And now you like, you know, I won out. So people are going to reevaluate how they um, do things going forward. But you just have to have that mindset of, you know, even if I do get, even if I it doesn't work out the way that it's supposed to work out or 
I lost this particular round. I need to get back on that high horse and continue to do what's necessary so that I could prove these doubters wrong. And a lot of the professionals, um, they don't do that nowadays because now all it is is that they don't have that fight to get back up and challenge themselves. Uh, and to be honest, whether it's any sport, some people don't, you have that alpha dog that is like, all right, I got knocked down. I'm going to get back up and start working even harder to get to the point where I'm back. Clay Thompson is a perfect example because when he was injured for that certain amount of time, all that time he was thinking about was rehabbing and getting himself back into the championship picture, which he won a title with when he came back. So it's the mindset of any professional or anybody in general. Like, you don't always throw in a towel and move or quit or go to another town or go to another city or just you know, swallowing your self-pity. You have to pick yourself back up and say, you know what? I need to handle this because I'm not going to let these people doubt who, what I've become and what I can be. So that's just talking in general. You got that right. You got that right. But I'm sorry. We, 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 we've been talking about Brooklyn and, and, Man, and, and, look, and all that. But that's, but that's all right. We're going to go ahead and dedicate this episode <laughs> to NBA, specifically Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Because we haven't had this conversation. I think this is something that as a fan, but as also as as a podcast, something that needed to be discussed. Yeah. So we appreciate it. I'm sure the fans appreciate it. And if they have questions about it, you know, I'm sure they'll let us know too. Definitely, definitely. And the thing about it is, and like I said before, I'm I don't knock what from a Brooklyn standpoint, I, I, as major, majority of people know, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. And <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm gonna say this: I don't knock the situation. I'm not gonna blame KD. I'm not gonna even blame Kyrie for this situation because everybody is going to have their opinions. If you want to be there, you'll be there. If you don't want to be there, you don't want to be there. I get it. I understand. But I will say this: from the standpoint of you can't always cater to doing things in a particular way. And then when things don't happen, you try to move on from that realm. And, and I think it's because, like I said, I don't blame KD. I don't blame Kyrie. I don't even blame Brooklyn Nets management. It's just, it is what it is at the moment. So regardless of the fact, you can't be in your feelings at this point. KD wants to leave. You make the business decision and acquiesce to KD leaving. Um, because, quite frankly, he again, he, they are not going to fire Sean Marks or Steve Nash. I don't see Joseph Side doing it. Sorry. So the best thing that you could do at this point is get the best um, deal possible for KD at this point. And when KD leaves, I'm not going to boo him. I'm not going to be upset about it. It's just part of the business. So I wish I would wish him much success wherever he goes. But it's a business. And you have to acquiesce to it. And if KD leaves, you can't keep Kyrie here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Might At this well. particular point, right. as much as I, if Kyrie, you know, Kyrie may want to stay for the year, you can't keep him here because if you're going to let go and trade KD, Kyrie has to be the next person to go. Sorry, and you start building from within that organization once these two players leave. It's, it's difficult, but it is what it is. Brooklyn will be fine. They're not going to be in like purgatory for the next 20 years because of this. They will be fine. 
I'm pretty sure Sean Marks will have a contingency plan to build them right back up to where it was before KD and Kyrie came into the mix. I agree. I agree. So, with that being said, um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk more NFL. I know that the preseason games have started, um, and we didn't get a chance to hop on that. But we'll talk about the NFL going forward, um, most likely next week. We also got to give a special podcast for Serena Williams as well. And we also got to talk about some of the other stuff that is going on in the world of sports. But for now, without further ado, Ace, let them know where they can find you at. Hey, you can find me at Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our calls. Twitter and Instagram. I am our calls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports. We are live right now on – we are on YouTube live. <laughs> Sorry. We're also on Twitch. We're also on Twitter live as well. We appreciate all the love, support out there. Giddy, giddy. Appreciate the questions, man, of course. Um, if you have any questions, please check us out on Guys Talking Sports. Um, submit your questions. We would definitely love to hear your questions, and we appreciate all the love, the subscription. Make sure you subscribe, whether you're on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a like. We appreciate all that. Uh, without further ado, we are going to get up out of here, and you can catch us next time every week on Guys Talking Sports. Um, on every Thursday, we try to do our best to talk more about sports. No more ranting and raving like we used to do. <laughs> um, try to be nice about the situation in the world of sports that we live in. Um, but we do appreciate all the love and support out there. But for now, without further ado, I'd like to thank you guys. Don't forget, also, continue to free Brittany Griner as well. Um, she needs to come back home. Um, I'm pretty sure all the sports fans is, is rooting for that. We would love to have her back home. So, without any further ado, God bless. Have a good and safe week, everyone. And until next time, you guys take care and have a good one. Have a good one.